Hey there, you are listening to the Course Marketing Done Right Podcast, where Stephanie, a top-ranked course marketer, shares all her tips and experiences in marketing, online courses, and online entrepreneurship, so you can rock your online business and brag to your friends about it. Enjoy this episode. Hi there, welcome back to another episode of the Course Marketing Done Right podcast. This is your host, Stephanie. Today, I want to talk about the seven key decisions for the basic setup of your course. Of course, in the last episode, what was the first episode of this podcast, we talk about your avatar. Well, one of those seven decisions is definitely the avatar. Knowing your customer and uh, uh, knowing what they want. Well, we talked a whole episode about that. So this is just the first key decision, knowing your avatar that I'm not going to go any further in because we talked about that in the last episode. So if you missed the last episode, make sure to just tune in so that you know exactly uh, my tips about uh, your clear avatar. So um, the other six key decisions is what I want to touch base on today. Uh, not very detailed, but just so that you know a little bit what you need to think about and why it is so important to do so. Also, with this episode, you can have a download, which you will find in the description. You will find the link where you can download it. And this will basically give you, um, it again, on uh, yeah, a little bit more information and some questions so that you can fill in a little bit uh, your decisions. So it's a little bit of a workbook that you can use while listening to this episode or after listening to this episode. The decisions that we're going to talk about today are very important to create the a strong basic, a strong bones for your course. And the first one, of course, is choosing your course topic. So you, when you know your avatar, you know a little bit what are the struggles that they are working with. What is a little bit that, um, yeah, they are. Yes, struggling with, having problems with, wanting to know more about, things like that. So it is very important to see is, okay, what are they talking about? What is it that I can help them with? What will be the course topic and why is it so important to do this topic? And it is really on seeing where they feel stuck. What, what is the problem that they feel stuck? So for example, for me, for starting my courses, it's always about the marketing and the tech for course creators because I see that they are stuck on how do I create the sales plates? Uh, what do I need to think about when writing sales copy? Or what is the best platform for me for my course? Those kind of things because they are always talking about it. So what is your target group always talking about? And then you can break it down to see, okay, what are your skills and know-how? What do you know about those topics? Is there any profit potential over there? Could that really work? Could you create like a a small offer out of it? Maybe a big offer? How much time will it take uh, to do it? 
And then you can compare it with a couple of things that you could say, well, it could be this topic, maybe this topic. And then you can see what are my skills and know-how in this one. Uh, what is the profit that I can get out of this one or this one and things like that. Then, of course, you do need to see again, okay, what is really the struggle that they are always talking about? How can I implement that in, in this? But most importantly is literally that you're creating a course that you like. What is it that you would like to teach? And and that, of course, it is, yeah, maybe the most important thing. Well, the most important thing is what are the struggles and the challenges of your target group. But for you to teach something, what you really like is so important because you need to think about that you're going to talk about it over and over and over again and you will get a lot of same questions and things like that and it can sometimes be very tiring so you literally need to do something that really lights you up what you really like to do the same for me i could never talk about um i don't know mental health well i can talk about mental health but not on and on and on and on because i i would not like to spend 40 hours of my time of helping people with mental health one because i'm not good at it i've never studied for it it's not my thing so i can i would love to talk about it and my experience but it will never be something that lights me up and it's completely fine and it's the same if we talk about shoes it's not something that lights me up i like sneakers i'm not going to give a course about it because it doesn't light me up so that's the same for you do what lights you up and what your target group needs then your know-how and then see a little bit okay what what is there for profit then the other decision that you really need to think about is what kind of course are you actually going to uh, share? Is it a big course with, um, well, where they can also really see um, eight modules, a community, live Q&As in it, a lot of workbooks? Uh, is it a course that is just a couple of lessons and that's it? There's no life elements on it. Or is it something that is a little bit in between? So those are things that you really need to think about. Is it an audio course? Is it a video course? Are it only workbooks? Is it live? Is it pre-recorded? There are so many things that you need to think about. So that is definitely a decision that before you really start to dive into the content and creating the content, what is the type of course that you want to do? So is it life is a pre-recorded how far are you going to go into it so is it just like a little bit of help so that they are good enough to get started but uh it gives them enough information to support uh the problem and those so that they know a little bit what they need to do but that's it like they know the start but then further on they they don't have all the ingredients to go further or is it a course that you're like well here we're going to do like a little bit of the start and more detailed information a little bit like a step-by-step or are you really going to explain everything from a to z that they don't need anything else after this course then of course is it are you going to do an audio on video or maybe both or only workbooks are you doing it live or what is it that you want to do so think about how you would like to actually 
uh, share your knowledge. What kind of course type would you like to use? Uh, and another decision um, when you have chosen the type of course and you're, you know like the topic you want to give, you know the struggles from your target group, so you already uh, know uh, four important things or three important things, sorry, that you need to know for uh, your decision number four. And that is, what is the name? <laughs> what kind of course name would you like to give your course? Um, my tip as a marketeer, definitely use the keyword. So for my business, the keyword is course marketing. So of course, I make sure that it is in my name of the most things that I do. Is it not in the name of a program? Then for sure it's in the slogan or for sure the keyword on the landing page. The best thing is, is that you put your keyword into your course name because one, it will tell people directly what it is. Two, it is very good for SEO because it's H1. I'm not gonna go into all SEO right now. I will do that in an episode further down the line, but to have your keyword in an H1 of an SEO uh, on your landing page, it's definitely good for Google. So think about that. So for example, my uh, keyword is course marketing. So I create the course marketing done right podcast. I have the course marketing membership. Then I have the course marketing one-on-one program. So I always use course marketing. I do have a couple of programs that doesn't say course marketing, but it always includes some kind of course touch in it. And it tells people also directly that this is not a podcast to market your shoe shop or your bakery. You can listen to it. You can probably learn from it and implement it in your business, but it's not focused on that. So people know directly by the name what this is about. And that is also very important when you are creating your course name. What is it about? And don't make it too long. Like if you have a name that can have two or three words, that's the best. That's the best. Um, if you make it long, as just make sure that it's not like a mouthful of words, like course marketing done right. That's not very long, but if I would say course marketing done right by using the right tools and knowing what you want to do, <laughs> if that would literally be the whole name, that's just a lot. You want people that they uh, quickly absorb it, don't forget it that fast and things like that. So think about it. And then you have a couple of words that are used a lot for courses. Uh, so most courses have three or four names, uh, words, sorry. And uh, most of the times it includes membership. It includes, um, for example, blueprint. It includes the word course, very simple, but why not? It includes uh, academy. It includes... Um, framework. <laughs> There's so many of those words and they work. So don't reinvent the wheel. Just use one of those words to just emphasize the course name a little bit more. So um, make a list of names that you would really like. Then go over it and see, well, no, no, no. And then little by little, make sure that your list, of, you start with 10 names or less. That's even better. 
but you start with ten, and then little by little you're like narrowing down, narrow it down until you have the one. Then a very important one is what is the price going to be? And the pricing of your course content is very, very important. But it is also a real rabbit hole. Actually, also the, the name creation of the course and the price, it's it's a real rabbit hole. We keep on going in and change it, change it, change it, and I'm back and this and blah, blah, blah. We go and keep back and forward. So make sure that you don't fall into this rabbit hole. Once you've decided on a name, that's the name. Once you have decided on a price, that's the price. And of course, during time when you figure out that it wasn't the best price, then you can always adjust it. But don't fall into the rabbit hole of going over and over the course name or price. So important is, earlier I said that when you're creating your course that you need to think about, are you just giving a starter? Are you giving a start with a little bit like a step-by-step framework? Or are you really giving uh, a course from A to Z? The more information you give, then of course, it's the more expensive you can make it. And I actually like this tip. I don't know if if uh, Amy Porterfield is still using these numbers, but I heard it when I think it was around 2019 or something for the first time. And I actually really love it. And um, I think it's a very good indication for your price coursing and i also seen in experience with launching my own course but also with launching the courses for my clients that those are indeed the perfect prices that work for it so that means for example if you are creating a course which is just a simple course which explains them how to get started just um not that much details just this is how you get started so they know a little bit more about it then i would say don't make it more expensive than 200 dollars good price for that one is mostly like 97 dollars uh you see also a lot of those uh small offers of 47 dollars 57 um those are definitely good prices for those kind of uh, courses. Then if you have a little bit of a step-by-step framework, you go a little bit more into details, then I would definitely say have it between the $200 and the $500, more or less. That's just perfect. Like you have a step-by-step framework um, and then you can definitely sell for that price. Then if you um, really go from A to Z, then you can definitely say from 500 to up. Of course, you can always change prices. You don't need to follow this. If you are just giving a very start uh, course and you want to um, launch it for 5,000 euros and uh, dollars and it works, why not? You know, so but this is just an indication of what I've seen also in the industry and what I was taught a couple of years ago by Amy Porterfield. And I just really see that it 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 works. And um, I actually really agree with that indication. Uh, so that is a little bit of an indication that you can see, but you can also uh, it's also different. Like maybe you give uh, a very starter course, um, but you also give a community you also give one-to-one coaching with it so all these elements of course also rise the price so when you write down um your course content which actually will be the next uh, decision 
think about is what are you going to offer so you can literally say okay you know what i want my source to be sold on this amount of price and then you need to think okay for example you have an idea that you want to sell your course for fifteen hundred dollars so then you're like i want to teach this and this and this and i'm going to do it in a framework but I'm going to offer them for six months one-on-one -on -one coaching or something like that so that you can actually higher the price. So that is something that you really need to think about. And that is also how it aligns with choosing your course content. What kind of course content are you going to give? Um, like I said before, is it live or pre-recorded? But also, what are all the handouts that you're going to give? Um, what is the, the purpose of the course? Um, what is the strategy? Do Is it a course that they need to follow exactly a week by week of video? Does it drip every week? Or is it just all at once and they can go at their own pace? What is it that you want to do? What is it that, uh, yeah, how you want people to really get into your course? That is something that you uh, definitely need to think about. And then the last thing that I want to share today in this episode, when are you going to launch? Plan those days. Like, oh my God, you don't know how many times. I talk with a new client and they want to launch a course. I said, okay, great. So do you have a launch date? No, I think somewhere like in two months or something. I'm like, okay, but then you already need to start like soon with your launch promo. Um, how far are you with your course? Or no, I need to start, you know, those kind of things. It doesn't work. So make sure that you have an idea uh like no not an idea that you have fixed dates when you would like to launch your course so that you know this is the day that i'm gonna launch my course this is the day that i need to have everything done because then you're like okay this is the day i'm gonna launch my course and then you're just gonna move back so for example you want to launch your course six months from now that might be i don't know march 23rd i'm just saying something so then you move back so that means in february i would like to have my uh pre-launch uh or my whole launch roadmap then in uh, january i'm gonna do the webinars and then that blah, 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 blah. that means that in september i want to have all the videos done or whatsoever but definitely decide when would you like to launch these decisions are very important and like i said make sure to download on the link which you see in the descriptions the workbook uh to write down those uh decisions so that you have a little bit of uh help uh a stick behind the door as we always say, uh, to just so that you really do it and that you uh, don't forget to make these important decisions for your course creation. And as I said in a previous episode, it's for this, everything that I say works for all online programs. So also for a membership, also for a masterclass, mastermind, or anything else that you would like to do online. As in an online teaching, this works for it. So make sure that you think about those topics first, make those key decisions, have it all worked out, and then you're really starting to work on creation of your course, getting the content there, and then all of the rest will just come, come along and, and 
uh, it will be much easier if you have this clarity and these seven decisions really are going to give you a lot of clarity. And that's what we want. We want clarification. We want to know what we're up against and we want to know, uh, and not only know, we also really want to be like proud of ourselves and confident in ourselves. Um, because the less clarity you have, the less insecurity you will, uh, the more insecurity you will also find. And that is something that, like, for example, to be honest, I'm definitely not someone that likes to prepare stuff. I just want to do it and I want to go. And it's the same with, for example, recording my podcast. I'm like, okay, I want to talk about this topic, but I'm not going to prepare anything. Could be good, but it could also be bad because sometimes I maybe just go from one way to another or I forget important teaching stuff. But it's it's the way that I like it. Um, but for example, for a marketing strategy or just going and to have an ad or something, I would never do that. I would prepare it. I would like so prepare it. The same if I uh, work with my content writer and we're like, okay, we need to write about the summary for this episode or whatsoever. I will prepare what I want to see in these kind of episodes or in these kind of summaries before telling her uh, that she needs to do it. So then I will decide, okay, I definitely want to have this in it. And maybe I don't have anything special. And then she can just write and point out what she wants to have in it. And and that I will prepare. But other things I won't prepare. So there are always things that you will prepare or not prepare. <laughs> One thing, prepare your course. These seven decisions, you really need to prepare it. Because you will see that you win a lot of time with it. You win a lot of clarity with it and it, it will just help you. So it is okay if you don't plan and prepare everything in line because I'm guilty as charged. I don't do it, but do these seven decisions. I have launched courses uh, with clients that didn't do it, didn't take the advice and that's totally fine because you need to do what you feel most comfortable with. But I did notice then at the end they were like, oh, should I forgot to say something about this and like oh no I thought I had a about that but I didn't and then, then they got like all mixed up with everything and actually more stress than just taking a time it could be an hour it could be two hours depends how how yeah how far you are really invested in the topic uh the easier it will be so prepare these decisions my friends this will go this is going to help you for sure and yeah, download the workbook, as I said, create it for you and do this over and over again. Like when you're creating a new course, just feel, fill in these simple seven decisions and it will just make your life much easier. And yeah, maybe this is also just a learning course for me and maybe also for you that we also really need to prepare some other things in our life without just doing it. But hey, we're human. But prepare your course. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Course Marketing Done Right. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Once again, we appreciate you listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Course Marketing Done Right podcast. See you then.